Hey y'all, what's going on? Happy 2021. I know it's been a few months since my last episode. So first off, quick update on why the long pause. There's been what feels like lots of transitions that have happened in my life, you know, moving out of the city at the end of the summer, up to the farm where I am now. And although I did live here for an eight month period a few years ago, um, it's felt like a really long process of settling in this time around into my tiny cabin, which is still a work in progress, and um, settling into winter, which is, you know, well underway, (laughs) but also just dealing with the rest of life, as I know we all have been doing. Um, Things are still hard with COVID and things being shut down and feeling isolated and lonely at times and all the other things, but there are some positives for sure. Um, I've been taking my first steps into entrepreneurship, which is a pretty big deal for me because I've always resisted that. It's always felt a little too risky, but I am now the COO of Urban Crops, which is the umbrella company of the farm. And I've been really excited to be working with the farm in this capacity. You know, I felt like I needed a challenge professionally, and I really believe in the good work that we are doing to help landowners and other farmers to build more self-sufficient and profitable local farms that are really good for the environment. Um, So that's been keeping me pretty busy. And I also want to report that I am 308 days alcohol-free as of today, which is just pretty fucking amazing. Um, And maybe when I get to one year, which I now know is totally possible, I will do a celebratory episode on that. So the other reason it's been taking me so long to record is because today's topic, which is on trauma, isn't exactly the easiest thing to talk about. I have actually spent months trying to figure out exactly what to say, how to say it, because this topic is so important to me and there's so much information I know I could share But I realize now that it's never going to be perfect. I'm going to forget to mention some things, but I want to get the show rolling. And I also want to do this episode before jumping into other future episodes on things like attachment styles and boundaries and breathwork, because I have found that so many of these things that are related to our spiritual development, self-work, whatever you want to call it, does often relate back to trauma. Very briefly, I want to preface all of this by saying that doing trauma work, learning about trauma, healing trauma, it's all been so important to me because I have come to understand just how much my past traumas have ended up dictating the choices I make in my life, how much they've led me to experience certain recurring painful or uncomfortable feelings for many years like feelings of unbelonging, low self-worth, among other things, and how they've translated into how I tend to relate to other people and how much it really affects the way I show up in relationships. And while I may be a grown-ass adult, I know that I'm often acting from a place of my childhood traumas or wounds because that's how unresolved trauma works and can impact us, right? And this is the case for most of us grown adults, quite frankly. You know, most of us are going through life, interacting with each other and reacting to things from a wounded place that often does stem back to longstanding traumas, whether we realize it or not. And when we do interact with each other in those ways, it can lead to all kinds of harms being done, dysfunctional relationships, conflict, violence, self-harmer, just 
even a lack of openness and compassion and real genuine connection with each other and with ourselves. So doing the trauma healing work, which has been ongoing for me for I think just over three years now, has really been about wanting to make better decisions in my life, to have better relationships, and to just be more free from past traumas controlling really important aspects of my life. So this is going to be a three-part series. I'm going to take this one a bit slow because I know it can be a lot to digest. So today in part one, I really just wanted to define what trauma is and also wanted to share the story of what started me down this journey to confronting some pretty hard truths about myself. Then in part two, I'll share some trauma basics, that's what I call it, which are just common things I've learned about trauma across many different resources that I think are really important to know. And I'll share a bit about my personal process of making some of the connections between past traumatic events and the me now, you know, like why I approach life the way I do, why I get into certain types of relationships and so on, just in case that is helpful to anyone. And in part three, I'll share some of the things I've been doing in my healing journey thus far to move toward a life where those trauma responses and unhealthy patterns aren't dictating my thoughts and feelings and actions to the extent that they have for so many years of my life. And as always, it's all a work in progress. So before getting into defining trauma, I wanted to just throw out some disclaimers and address some common objections that I tend to hear around doing this trauma work. So first, disclaimer, I am not a trauma expert. I'm not a therapist. I only share this and anything on my podcast really in case it can serve as a jumping off platform where you might go off to learn more from the experts if you're interested. And I'll link to lots of resources in the show notes throughout this three-part series um, that I mentioned in case that's helpful to you. And most importantly, you know, I started this podcast and continue to share here because I just want you to know that you are not alone in this complex journey of life. And things like trauma and addictions and mental health issues, etc., are a part of so many of our journeys. Just please remember that this is my one story and my one personal experience and that there's still so much more I have to learn on the topic of trauma myself and on life in general, and that others' experiences around trauma and healing from trauma may look incredibly different from mine. Okay, as for objections, one thing that comes up a lot when I'm talking about my trauma work to others is that people often have this perception that exploring this thing called trauma means having to relive painful memories from their childhood or their past. You know, I often hear people say, what's the point of thinking about the past when you can't change what happened? And I completely understand that perspective. And there's also definitely some validity to the fear of potentially being re-traumatized by sort of reliving traumatic memories, right? Um, another thing I hear a lot from people that's kind of related is this belief that trauma work means sitting in a room with a therapist, just thinking and talking about the past. And that can seem very pointless to some as well. You know, a lot of people want to do, they want to feel like they're moving forward, they're taking action, they're changing very tangible things in their lives. And that is also all really understandable. And personally, I think the doing, the action has to be part of the trauma healing work because a lot of times, you know, we've kept ourselves stuck in harmful patterns and situations and lifestyles 
due to trauma. And if we don't take the actions to change those patterns, then we're probably going to continue being re-traumatized in a sense through perhaps staying in unhealthy relationships and so on. But in addition, I just want to say that I have experienced both reflecting on traumatic past events in the quote-unquote wrong way, which I do think was re-traumatizing for me, but then doing so in the right way, which has actually been part of my healing process because it's involved using the growing awareness that you develop of the connections between your past and present to specifically help you move forward in a better way. It's very intentional and done very purposefully to help with taking those actions that better serve you. So for me, there's both reflection and awareness and then the integration of that awareness into action. That's at least how I've looked at approaching my trauma healing work. And also lastly, know that trauma work doesn't actually mean having to identify and think about all the traumatic things that have ever happened to you. I have taken that exploration, but that's because I am highly curious and want to know all the answers to my life. But I've definitely read, heard that some people are able to heal their trauma without having to take such a deep exploration into past memories and such. And I'd be really curious to learn more about some of those other people's experiences because it hasn't been my own. But just know that there's, you know, no black and white formula for how you do this. You know, I think it's way more nuanced than that. And so I invite you to just maybe stay open-minded Stay curious to what healing trauma can look like. Okay, so let's just talk a bit about what is trauma exactly. Understanding, of course, that there are actually lots of different definitions of trauma out there, but here's just a couple that will hopefully paint a helpful picture. So Dr. Gabor Mate, who is an absolutely brilliant Canadian physician who has done a lot of work on trauma, defines trauma as a separation of self. So a separation from our authentic feelings, from our gut or intuition, also sometimes referred to as our higher self, our embodied self, our life force, however you want to call that. And he also talks about trauma as an unhealed wound. So he says it's something that happened in the past that keeps hurting in the present like a raw open wound. And that pain gets activated or exacerbated when something in the present triggers what happened in the past. He also says that like a wound that hardens into scar tissue, that trauma response can result in a kind of hardness or suppression of feeling or inflexibility within us. Asha Clinton from the Advanced Integrative Therapy Institute defines trauma as an occurrence which when we think back to it or when it's triggered by some present event, one, evokes difficult emotions and or physical symptoms or sensations giving rise to negative beliefs, desires, fantasies, compulsions, obsessions, addictions, or dissociation. Two, it blocks the development of positive qualities and spiritual connection. And three, it fractures human wholeness. So back to that idea of the separation of self, right? We are not whole. And I want to share just one more from Alex Howard, who's a therapeutic coach, who says that trauma is often the result of an overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds one's ability to cope or integrate the emotions involved with that experience. So... 
If we take these three definitions and bring them together or see the commonalities among them, we can say that experiencing trauma involves that something happened in the past that created a great amount of stress, more than we had the capacity to cope with at the time. And going forward, when we're triggered by something that happens in the present that reminds us of that past event, it brings up these painful or difficult emotions and or physical sensations. And this in turn can lead to things like negative beliefs, maybe about ourselves or about others, addictions, dissociation or shutting down as coping mechanisms. And that ultimately, these trauma responses lead to us separating from our authentic self. So our authentic self becomes covered up in these layers of hardness, as Dr. Gabor Mate says, layers of the coping mechanisms, layers of who we maybe think we should be in order to avoid, you know, experiencing that the present or future pain. You know, there's lots of layers of stuff. And the trauma healing journey to me, and I've heard this said by others as well, is really about peeling back those layers, getting back to the core of who we are and living more in alignment with that. Because while those layers have covered us up in an attempt to protect us, you know, it's actually been trying to help and may have even been what was necessary at the time to help us survive certain traumatic situations they can often outlive their usefulness and then actually become detrimental to our ability to, you know, connect with ourselves, to really understand ourselves and what we need and be in genuine connection with others and just have a general ease in life and sense of safety. So that's a really brief overview of what trauma is, at least as I understand it from the various resources that I've read And it's just been really helpful for me in understanding a lot of things about myself, things I've experienced, even a lot of the stuff I've talked about in season one, but at the time didn't necessarily have all this vocabulary and knowledge and context behind it. So I wanted to share the story of why I started learning about trauma just over three years ago. I sometimes get asked this, and I think it's a story that might resonate with a lot of people because oftentimes... We don't take these kinds of really big steps until we're faced with a really big problem, right? So I first learned about trauma a few short years ago when I was in a relationship and found myself getting triggered by something that happened with my partner early on. And I'm going to share what happened, even though it feels a bit embarrassing to talk about, to be honest. But hey, if you're going through anything similar, um, I want you to know that you're not alone or crazy. And, you know, I, I do think it's important for us to just kind of talk about these things openly. So here's what happened. My partner had gone out with some friends for the evening. And at some point into him being out, I started to get really triggered. And when I say triggered, I was sitting there on my bed with my heart racing, my stomach feeling like it was in knots. These anxious thoughts started to spiral in my head, you know, coming up with all sorts of stories of what was happening. And I felt this very deep sense of abandonment. Now, while I was experiencing all of these things, I actually was quite aware intellectually that He wasn't doing anything wrong. I knew logically that there was no real reason for me to be worried about anything. So seeing how I reacted in and of itself was cause for concern. You know, I obviously didn't want to be getting upset at him for no good reason. I was really happy with this person. I really wanted to be with him. But 
What made the situation and my reaction particularly alarming to me was that it brought me back to a very familiar feeling and reaction that I had had time and time again with past partners. So prior to this relationship, I had been with someone for eight years and had also experienced various triggers at the beginning of that relationship. But for many of those years, things were super stable, very secure. I had also done a lot of self-development work as I shared about in season one of this podcast. I had changed a lot of things in my life toward a much more positive way of just living. So when I was there sitting on the bed with my heart racing, feeling these awful feelings, I felt like I had just taken a giant step backwards to when I was like in my 20s or even when I was a teenager. You know, those feelings were exactly the same as back then when I would go through similar feelings of abandonment and fearing the absolute worst for my relationship. And even though in my anxious state, I did have that little glimmer of knowing that I was overreacting, everything was okay, I was just being afraid, I just could not stop the downward spiral that had begun. Like I couldn't pull myself out of that state of what felt like anxiety and fear and That was just a huge red flashing signal to me that I had some very deep unresolved issues that I really needed to examine in a way that I clearly hadn't done before with all my self-development work um, so that I might have a fighting chance of having a healthy relationship with this person. And it was hard to reconcile because I thought I had come such a far way with myself and being able to have better relationships. So Y'all, it took some humility to be like, it's time to face the shadows. So all I really knew at that point was that I had always suspected that I had quote unquote abandonment issues and I didn't necessarily know exactly what that meant. I just knew that when I would get triggered in this way in my romantic relationships, that it came with the sense of abandonment, with this fear that I was in danger of losing this person maybe more so on an emotional level than them like literally leaving me, although that fear would sometimes come up as well, for sure. Um, And I had always connected those abandonment issues with a couple things I had experienced in my family as a young girl that had really stood out to me as obviously painful and significant events. And I also connected them with my experiences in almost all of my early relationships with guys because most of those relationships did have some element of me being abandoned, like being cheated on or experiencing very hot and cold behavior from the guy, whether it was him being there one moment then totally disappearing on me the next. Nowadays, we call that ghosting. (laughs) Or it might have been him showering with me with attention and affection one day, then turning very emotionally distant or even verbally and emotionally abusive the next in one case. So I knew I was really fearful of similar things happening to me again, where I would feel emotionally abandoned by my partner or that he would actually leave me. So in my panic and fear of turning into the awful dysfunctional girlfriend, I turned to Google and searched abandonment issues. And one bit of eye-opening information led to another And that is when I started down the rabbit hole of discovering how my abandonment issues ultimately linked back to trauma. 
So originally when I was planning out this episode, I was going to jump into sharing a list of things I had started learning going down the rabbit hole of trauma education, but I want to pause right now to just share lesson number one that I have learned about doing this trauma work. It is something I did not do when I started this journey, and that was to go slow. Instead, I dove in headfirst. I plunged straight into the deep end. You know, I wanted so badly to fix myself and right away so that I wouldn't be creating problems in my relationship. I didn't want to bring stress to my partner. I didn't want to feel the very deep sense of shame that I was feeling having these thoughts and, and you know, thinking the worst. I didn't want to believe that I was totally incapable of being in a healthy relationship, which was something I had believed deep down for a long time. So when I started, um, you know, as I was taking in all this new information about trauma, I was also thinking about all the traumatic events that had happened in my life because I was trying to make sense of all the connections between the past and the present. And as I started to sort of investigate, I realized that the causes of my trauma were way broader than just, you know, the couple situations that had happened uh, within my family context that, as I mentioned, always stood out to me as obviously painful, like when my parents separated, for example. Um, but there were other things around religion and unpredictable dynamics with my dad and so on that had impacted me deeply. Going way back to my childhood, I realized that there were a lot of micro interactions that many of us may not intuitively regard as traumatic, but that can still have the effect of sort of damaging our ability to connect to ourselves and to others that can lead to a sense that we aren't safe in this world or with the people who are supposed to unconditionally love and accept us. And that can end up resulting in us developing these sort of distorted ideas of who we are, who we should be, how worthy and lovable we are, you know, all these things that may not actually align with our authentic selves or even with reality, but that we end up internalizing to such a deep degree that we really believe that it is the truth of who we are. And I also came to realize that it wasn't just about all the shit I had experienced in relationships with guys, although that certainly was part of reinforcing the trauma cycle for me, but it was also the trauma of living in a patriarchal society, which is a traumatic experience for people of all genders. The trauma of living in a culture of white supremacy, which is a traumatic experience for people of all races. It was about the chronic state of stress I had been in for many years, living in a very precarious financial and housing situation, and so on. And, you know, just even running through this list right now probably sounds kind of overwhelming. And there I was trying to recall all of these things in vivid detail, writing them down while consuming vast amounts of information about trauma, and doing all of this pretty much alone, meaning without someone to process it with, to hold space for me, to help me become grounded after diving into all this sometimes highly emotional stuff, right? To help explain what I, was I feeling and all the things. So that all became really overwhelming, understandably. And I would collapse many times into tears and feeling frozen and shut down which was not helping my relationship because my partner would see me in this very distressed state and 
rightfully be wondering whether my so-called trauma healing work was actually helping me. Um, and now in hindsight, you know, I can laugh about this because I've come a long way and I now fully understand that I needed to go way slower into that exploration of my past than I did. You know, this also speaks to, yes, the potential for being re-traumatized if you don't, you know, have the proper guidance and are not going as slow as you need to go. But, you know, I didn't know any better at the time. I didn't know anyone who was going through this journey in general. It's, it wasn't something that necessarily was common knowledge, right? How do you go through a trauma healing journey? Um, so I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, basically. But the good news is that I have gotten to experience a much more grounded way of doing this trauma healing work since then. Um, I've been working with a trauma-informed therapist who I finally connected with after months of going through these cycles of intense trauma education and then collapse. Um, I've always believed in therapy. It was just really expensive for me at the time. So that's why I had been trying to go at it on my own for a while. But my therapist, Andrea, is amazing. I'm going to link to her Instagram channel at Trauma Aware Care because there's so much good stuff on there that's not only about trauma education, but just really gentle, compassionate, grounding stuff that I think you might enjoy. So with her, I did learn the importance of being able to go through the trauma healing process with someone who could really help tend to or hold space for the painful and overwhelming feelings that might come up for me, because in those moments, it can be very hard to do it for yourself, right? Especially at, at first, if you don't know how. Over time, you can definitely gain, you know, more capacity to be your own guide through those hard moments. And I've been able to do that just even today was holding space for myself in some grief that I was experiencing. I can also now read like an entire book on trauma without getting triggered at all. Like I just read it like it's a textbook. Um, I can think back to some pretty traumatic stuff and oftentimes not feel that really intense emotional sort of punch in the gut that might have been associated with that memory before. And if I am triggered, I now have so much more resilience in moving through it. I still work with my therapist because it can take time to uncover decades worth of stuff, right? And there's still a lot to heal for me. And with her, I'm able to tread into more uncharted waters that I know would be really tough for me to explore alone. Currently, I'm working with her on communing with my anger because <laughs> that's been a really tough emotion or experience for me to access. Um, so that's exciting. But, you know, I've already seen and felt and experienced the great outcomes of this trauma healing work over the past three years that it completely makes the effort to continue on this journey totally worth it. So I hope this episode maybe sparked some curiosity for y'all into the world of trauma education and healing. In part two of the series, I'm going to share more about some of that trauma education with y'all. I just want to really encourage that if this is a journey you want to take for yourself, I so fully support you in that. Again, please do go slow ideally have some really good support while you do the work so that you can stay grounded and in it for the long haul. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will be linking to the resources I mentioned in the show notes, which you can find at the soulsworkpodcast.buzzsprout.com. And you can also connect with me on Instagram at Janice Images and at Nature Immersed and on Facebook as well at Janice Ho Creative. All right. Until next time, take care, everyone. Lots of love and self-love.